So I'd go home, you know, after school and watch Club MTV. Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing some activities that are coming up in the state of Oklahoma during the month of June. I'm Brent. And I am Harley. So I spent some time in T-Town this weekend. Actually, in not Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes. I mean, there's Tishomingo. I haven't been to Tishomingo in a while. Tuttle, I, I go there frequently. But Tulsa was was the main objective for this weekend. Are uh, you saying that Tulsa, Oklahoma is T-Town and not Tahlequah? Ooh. I don't know. How do you, I don't know how to... I'm backing myself into a corner. Living on Tulsa time. Pretty much. Okay, go. So I was living on Tulsa time this weekend. Got to go to some really cool places. Outsiders Museum. Went to a concert. I did it all. I had a ham... I had another hamburger. Mm-hmm. I did it. We both... We both did. We both had a hamburger, but... Tons of fun. I had a lot videos on the way, some shows. We got we got plenty of stuff for shows coming up. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that is really convenient because our first event for the month of June yeah. is also in Tulsa. The world breaking classic open qualifiers. Break dancing. Break dancing, dude. Come on. I'm doing the freaking like pop and lock right now. Yeah, that's that's nostalgia for me. I remember being taken to not one but two breaking movies. The first one in Electric Boogaloo when I was a kid. I had I had a cut off shirt. I had the shoes, the windsuit pants, the sunglasses. I had the works. Yeah, I distinctly remember a pair of parachute pants in my life in middle school. Yeah, they had zip. Mine had zippers on that just they were zippers to nowhere. I never could understand. Had, they were right on the thigh. What am I going to put in here? Baseball cards? I don't know. I think I probably had pants with zippers that didn't actually do anything. Dude, they were just the zipper. They yeah, just like had you could little... zip them up and down, but that was there was that nothing was, in yeah, there. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So the uh, world breaking classic opens Tulsa June fourth. So really quick. Yeah. This was actually a suggestion from the uh, the team over at visittulsa.com. Yeah, they reached out to us, which was really cool. Listened to one of our other shows. Thought this would be up our alley. And I have to agree <laughs> that this, this is, is literally like would be breakdancing in the alley. Like if you're if there was ever an alley to do some like dance offs. So they are going to have B boys and B girls yeah. from all around the world. They're performing mind blowing breakdancing power moves at the Legacy Hall stage. I would love nothing more. Than to, I, I wanted to do nothing more than be a break dancer. To be a dancer, you know what I mean. I would. It was. I'm kind of had that. Uh, well, I can't think of the name of the movie where the guy, the kid, was afraid to to dance in front of anybody. So I'd go home, you know, after school and watch Club MTV. And and then when Eric Neese and the Grind came on, I'd be like dancing around. And then the, you know, if I somebody, you know, my parents got home, I just I straighten up real quick, like you know, kind of puff my chest out a little bit more. Can you believe they're playing this on the television? This is the devil's music. <laughs> I didn't realize this, but actually, breakdancing is a little older than I thought it was. I really felt like breakdancing was eighties, was eighties, yep. and it really it turns out that it was mm-hmm. a seventies street dancing uh, from Bronx, yep. from the Bronx. 
has become more popular than it was when we were younger. It's literally, it's going to be included in the World Games oh, wow. in 2022 and the Paris Summer Olympics in 2024. And so I I was kind of taken aback when I was looking at this. Well, breakdancing, somebody's probably going to throw a, you know, a breakdancing tennis shoe at me or something, was kind of a counterculture thing. You it know, was. It was kind of held in the same, you kind of... Breakdancers were viewed similarly to like graffiti artists back then. Or skateboarders. Or skateboarders. It was a very, yeah, it was counterculture. Yeah, it was definitely outside of the norm. Yeah. And the WC, the WBC has been doing this since 2009, and they've really kind of helped propel breakdancing from being a counterculture right. activity to being more mainstream. Yeah, and again, I remember watching old videos from the 70s of them back on, it was, they bring out their cardboard and they'd be on the corner bat, having dance battles mm-hmm. with boom boxes to this thing now where there are dance competitions now on television and it, it, and it's a worldwide phenomenon. There have been do- documentaries about break dancing and different arts of dance in the, that are kind of in the same style. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's really, again, you know, it's been a long time coming, really. I agree, but I also think that it it really takes people that are a little bit more visionary. Yeah. And I'm going to have to give some credit to the Tulsa Sports Commission. They were created in 1993 to attract and develop sporting events and conventions and that sort of thing right. in Tulsa around the sporting world. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones who adopted this and brought this into Tulsa proper. And, dude, they've done some real good work there. Yeah. From what I gather... The Tulsa Sports Commission has added more than $500 million to the economy in Tulsa. You know, we talked about this a little bit off the air, and I'm not trying to throw any shade over OKC, and they don't, you know, to some people they don't need any help with that. But uh, Tulsa has really, to me, it it's like a miniature, I hate to compare it to it, it really reminds me a lot of Austin. It does. It does have a kind of that keep, kind of a keep folksy, Tulsa weird kind of right. Vibe. Keep well. I bought a sticker over the weekend. Even it says Tulsa's the next. You know, it's got Austin marked out, Nashville. It's the next Tulsa because, but it does t- have flavors from from Nashville with the music in Austin with kind of that that art community. They've really embraced downtown Tulsa and Tulsa as a whole. Mm-hmm. That I wish. They would do a little bit more of that down here instead of building something new, tearing something old down and building something completely, some monstrosity. I don't know. I agree. I I really think that we don't do enough work to maintain the character yeah. that exists. Mm-hmm. So we feel, and, and I'm I'm not picking on no, Oklahoma no, City or no, anybody, no, no. any town in, individually. I'm just saying far too often. Yeah. The the go-to move is to tear something down yeah. that's old mm-hmm. and build something new to reimagine yourself. Right. When, if you work with what you have, it always mm-hmm. seems to be a better product in the end. Like, I'll, I'll use the Outsiders Museum, for instance. The floors in the house that were there, I think, since 1933, mm-hmm. they kept the original hardwood floors. I know it's a small percentage of the bigger picture, but you look around Tulsa, everywhere, all these little cool little shops, 
you know, Buck Adams. Yeah. They turned a service station into a cute little hip. Dude, the Buck Adams place is really a billboard to Route 66. Oh, it is. It is a love it's a letter. It's a 3D billboard. Absolutely. For Route 66. Yeah, and it's a and it's a postcard if you took a picture of it. Like it just but again, not to, you know, to get back further into what you were talking about. I just sure. I, I like what I mean, 500 million dollars. That's a huge impact. Yeah, it, it really is. And you were talking about graffiti. Yeah. One of the cool things that they're doing the signage and the event decor uh-huh. is all graffiti art for man, for the so event, neat, man. I think it's so cool. As far as the event itself goes though, it's the registration is open to all ages. Dude, this is broadcasting to the world. The contestants are competing for two automatic berths into the WBC World Final 2022, $4,000 and a two-night stay in Eindhoven, Netherlands. That's the other thing. This thing is, I mean, you know when people put, it's the World Championship, and it's just, it's all, it's just in name. Mm-hmm. This is literally the world. The, the people are coming from everywhere to compete to go to Europe. This yes. isn't, you know what I mean? It's not just a, a trophy that says, I'm a world champion at Monopoly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know it's a stupid example, but that, it's, that's just so cool. Some of the specifics on the event though, the schedule, 3 p.m. doors open, 4 p.m. they have the showcase, 7 p.m. is the top 16 battling against each other. Tickets are only $20. That's cheap, man. There are limited chairs, floor and standing room, kids 15 and under get in free. And again, if you're looking for a hit of nostalgia from the 80s, dude, I think this is probably an event that you're not going to want to miss. If you want more information, you can go to visit Tulsa.com or you can go directly to the, to the event website, which is plus7company.com forward slash world breaking classic. You know, I feel like since we've been visited by visit Tulsa.com that it's, we've, our show has just evolved naturally into the Tulsa, the, the Tulsa, the Tulsa Tourism Show. Well, I, I do have another Tulsa event. I specifically chose this for a reason. Okay. I feel like Brett <laughs> and Tara have abandoned the vegan lifestyle. Right. It's- so I felt like it was necessary for at least one of us to champion the vegan community. I thought this might be an attempt to have a show up and then... Ha- do a uh, an intervention, if you will. Uh, no, I just I feel like they they need a voice, <laughs> a voice. on our show. Since and they I don't have one, anymore. and I figure <laughs> since you're not doing it, I will. So coming up on June fourth at the Guthrie Green in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is Tulsa Veg or Tulsa Veg Fest. Okay, this plant based food gathering will feature vendors and ex- exhibitors, a hundred percent plant based food court demonstrations on incorporating healthful practices into daily routine and a lot more. Well, and I feel like if you're if you're in town for breakdancing, why not go down and have a beet burger? Because you'll be at the burger place. That's that's true. <laughs> with grease dripping down your chin. Man, Hank's burgers, we can talk about it later. I I did not do Veg Fest over the weekend. I did Hank's hamburgers, but we'll talk about that some other time. So Veg Fest though is thousands of festival goers. Vegans, non-vegans alike, you can learn a lot about protecting the planet, your health, and animals. It's kind of a a lifestyle event, I would say. I like how you put that. It It's an opportunity for all these cult members to converge 
on on Tulsa, right? Is that what you're? Is no, that where you're going with that? Not at. I'm all for people eating healthy. Yeah. I just personally don't follow the vegan dictates, but I am 100% all in on eating healthy. You should eat a lot of vegetables. Really I just should. also feel like there should be some some squirrels, some squirrels at minimum, some squirrels. But they they're going to have wellness coaches, health experts, speeches and demonstrations on aging, athletics, cardiovascular health, or cardiovascular health. I mean, how to grow a kitchen garden? I can learn that from you. You can, but not you everybody go, can. You would you go to this? I absolutely one hundred percent would go to this. Why? Again, I'm about eating healthy. We mm-hmm. may disagree on protein, on protein sources, but yeah. I think healthy eating, it starts with the ground. It starts with the soil. You'd probably walk around with a shirt that says Venisantarian on it. Venisantarian. Being a sausage-tarian. Being a tarian. Beefing. Beefing. <laughs> but it really lo- looks like a lot of fun. And if this is something you're really... Does it look fun? Be honest. I'm being 100% serious. This looks like a lot I of mean, fun. I mean, you're selling the sizzle, if you don't mind your vegetables being the sizzle, instead of I'm, venison. Again, I love asparagus. Mm-hmm. I with love your, zucchini. With your prime I love rib. broccoli. I don't know. Are you a chicken breast guy or a thigh man? Thighs are thighs are better than the breast. It's it's harder to cook a thigh. It is, but thighs are better as a finished product. More, but again, we're talking about vegans and vegetarianism. I'm sorry, and you're ruining it because again, you have abandoned the vegetarians. You left them out in the cold. Right. It's raining. It's been raining for five days since since I since I've. Completely went off the rails. And our vegetable friends, mm-hmm. the veggie, the veggie crew, the the veggie friends, have been left out there in the rain the whole week. Right. But if you're hardcore vegetarian, vegan, that sort of stuff, they do. They have a new event, a new part of this event. I said that it was June fourth, the day before. So June third, mm-hmm. they had the Tulsa Veg, Veg Fest dinner experience, and. This is 100% plant-based, but more importantly, it's more specifically as a fundraiser for the organization. Right. Dinner, live music, that sort of stuff. A special message from the Tulsa Veg Fest speaker, Dr. Jim Loomis. Mm-hmm. A lot more. It's really where they raise the money for the plant-based green country outreach efforts. If you're interested in either the dinner or the event at Guthrie Green, Check out their website, TulsaVegFest.org. I wonder if you could cook asparagus in a Dutch oven. <laughs> you might be able to. I'm 100% sure that you could cook asparagus. You say some of the weirdest things sometimes. I, I never know what's going to come out of your mouth. But speaking of Dutch ovens, <laughs> we do have an event in Wilburton, Oklahoma on mm-hmm. June 9th and 12th. The What About Bob Chuckwagon Races. I. I haven't read far enough, but I, something tells me it has doesn't have anything to do with with uh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, or Richard Dreyfus. It does not. The What About Bob Chuckwagon races offers four days of really unique, almost only in OK events. Right. You're talking about concerts, barrel racing on Thursday night, 
live music, a pasture team, and roping on Friday, and then chuck wagon races on both Saturday and Sunday. I don't know if you know this or not. Did you know that chuck chuck wagon races is like a big, big deal? I do know that. They have a national championship in Arkansas every August. Literally, you're talking hundreds of teams of horses, mules, drivers, and cooks, outriders, all competing in wide open race to the finish line at this event. Dude, it's a big... I, I worked with a lady who went... Her and her husband were... They were chuck wagon race groupies. They went to the national championships every year. It's crazy. I, di- I didn't think anything about it. I just thought that's where you got, you know, you want that's the best beans and cornbread. I didn't know that they were literally hauling asses. 100%. <laughs> and events like this, again, this is one of those things where you, where people, it's kind of like when people look at Oklahoma, you know, a lot of people from outside of the state will look yeah. at Oklahoma and be like, that's a flyover state. Right. Like, this is one of those events where I think you have to have experienced mm-hmm. it to know what you're missing. Yeah, to, to appreciate it. And you really have to kind of have a, a curiosity that's already, it's such a, uh, is it niche? I mean, it isn't a niche, a niche event, but it's, it's something with so much heritage and so much, mm-hmm. um, depth. Like, I promise you, if you go to the chuck wagon races, I promise you, you're going to be able to find chuck wagon food. Yep. You're not going to find that at the state fair. Right. You're not going to find that at the, you know, at the chain restaurant down Mm -hmm. the street. This is a unique event. Yeah. Unique activities. If you go to an event like this with an open mind, you are going to have a good time and you're going to have some awesome stories to share. Yeah, because it's so unique. You know, it's kind of, we talked about frog frog races last week like how how much more unique can you get i mean and more importantly this part of the state i mean southeast oklahoma is gorgeous oh it is and wilburton you know all the stuff that you can do in and around wilburton the place is a postcard oh like from every angle it really is like you don't even have to be a very good photographer to find a, a photo worthy moments down there absolutely not and if you are interested in a really unique experience, uh, the best way to find them is going to be at Facebook, facebook.com. What about Bob Chuck Wagon Race? Well, coming up after the break, hour number two. Just kidding. We got the cock of the walk in Broken Arrow. Uh, so, Brett, on your trip to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes. You came back with quite the haul and oh, stickers. Yeah. Stickers. I love stickers. I like stickers, too. You know, my desk is completely covered in stickers. It is. And the problem with these stickers is I'm not going to be able to stick them on my desk. Why? They're too nice. They are nice. They're not throwaway stickers. They are not. Yeah, I can tell you they don't cost, they cost more than throwaway stickers. (laughs) And it's one of those things where small businesses, every good small business has has stickers, dude. has a sticker pack, yeah. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And if you have a company that needs stickers, we know a guy. Ronnie Davenport, firefighter, screen printer, sticker maker, sticker sticker. It feels like that's a, a like a rhyme that should end sticker with flicker? shoemaker clock ticker. I don't know. I don't know what. But yes, if you're if you're looking to upgrade your image or you're looking to add new images, you definitely want to contact 
Ronnie for a free quote. You can get him at 405-517-2174. Or find him on the web at tailboardapparel.com. Well, we're moving out of Tulsa proper and headed to the suburbs of Tulsa, this time Broken Arrow for Rooster Days Festival and Broken Arrow going on June 9th through the 12th. It's one of the oldest uh, festivals in Oklahoma. It's, I mean, it started in 1931. But why is Rooster in the title? Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty simple. Broken Arrow was a huge poultry industry back then. Like it, acreages surround every like every farmer acreage in Broken Arrow had had a chicken <laughs> or two. So, but why rooster and not chicken festival? Well, they had a, they had to create a special day just to bring the roosters to town because there were so many roosters it disrupted their the fertility of of the egg making chickens. The ladies they were. Instead of having a fox in a hen house, there are too many roosters in the hen house. Can you have too many roosters in the hen house? <laughs> I think you probably can. Well, there were only two regionally known hatcheries, and they were both in Broken Arrow. Mm-hmm. So that means there were only two production houses. There was about 5,000 pounds of roosters the first day of this festival. Okay. That's more than two tons. They sold more than two tons of roosters. It's a lot of chicken nuggets. It's a lot of chicken nuggets, but they created kind of a contest out of it. There were prizes for the best rooster, the biggest rooster. I was almost going to say the biggest, but I'm not going to do it. You knew what I was going to say. Yeah. And the noisiest, which I, I think all roosters are pretty much the noisiest. But the highlight of the day, they piped in loud, obnoxious music all day long. I'm not sure if it was to annoy the roosters annoy the patrons or to drown out the sound of 5,000 roosters. 5,000 pounds of roosters. Oh, 5,000 pounds of roosters. That's still a lot. That's, that's a ton. A ton. Literally, when you say there were a ton of roosters, there were a literal ton of roosters. Now, the following year, it was decided the community needs some type of a special fun activity to kind of bring the community together. And their love for all things poultry. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You bring two of the biggest things in Oklahoma to to party. You, you bring in the Bob Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, and you bring in wrestling for real. Yeah, nineteen thirty two. Nineteen thirty two. You know how much it cost for them to bring wrestling? Sam Avery. He was kind of like the 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 god of wrestling in Tulsa. Right. He brought wrestling. To Broken Arrow for the small price of $25 and made it free to the public. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was totally free. So Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. We've talked about I've them re- many times. We have, but I didn't realize that they covered that time period. Uh, yes. Like I really thought they were a, a little decade bit later. or two later. No. So when you, you said Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, I was like, hold on, it doesn't match up in my it doesn't match up in my uh-huh. head. But it makes sense. Well, you know, we talked about, we've talked about them a few times. We did the show on Bristow. They spent a lot of time, that, that whole area. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we've, Kane's Ballroom, you got the sticker right over there, was the home of Bob Wills. Like, so that was, you've got the biggest name in the region, if not one of the biggest names in the country. Yeah. At your Rooster Fest. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, pretty tall order there. So what does the festival look like today, though? They do like a 5K fun run. Uh-huh. There's 
carnival rides, passes. They're going to have a parade that starts at four on Friday. So typically, like when your parade started, that's what they call the grand entry. Mm-hmm. That's really when you want to. That's the best time to be there is at the at the beginning. That's what launches the whole thing. I definitely feel like you can't. To get the full experience, yeah, you got to be there day one. You have to be there at the beginning. I think it makes a difference. And I think if you're Broken Arrow and people call in to go to this, you're okay with it. Like the boss, probably there are probably some shops that go. Sorry, we're closed for Rooster Fest. It's a big deal. I would hope that most of the businesses would be open. It seems like it would be a perfect opportunity to kind of seize the foot traffic. So a, a lot like other festivals there's children's area but they've got a 20,000 square foot area that's just dedicated to arts and crafts 20,000 square feet that's, that's a lot big. that's big on-site food vendors you know it's going to be the the standard fare probably some food trucks running around live music another thing that's big in Oklahoma that we've learned in the last couple of years of doing this show how big an industry how big of a sporting event this following thing is and we still haven't grasped the concept. It's their fifth annual cornhole tournament. It seems to be a thing. And you know what? I noticed, like, I'm not a big TV watcher, but I have been in a few hotels over the last couple of months with the traveling that I've been doing. And late night. Uh, yes. <laughs> I've noticed that ESPN almost exclusively cornhole tournaments when I oh, yeah. walk into a hotel room. At the state fair, they had some type of a regional qualifier at the state fair. And these people, you know, you would think they're out there in like, you know, their t-shirts or their polo shirts or whatever. It, they're sponsored. They've got some, I mean, hell's bells. If, if cornholers can get a sponsor, Lord knows we can. So as far as the cornhole tournament goes, what's cost, you know, what are the prizes, that sort of 60 stuff? 60 per team. Uh, cash prizes are going to be awarded, obviously, for first and second. You're probably going to get a, I don't know, a complimentary cornhole for third, third place and beyond. Uh, cool. Or a corn dog for corn. I don't know. We'll, you'd have to see. But for more information, if you have questions that ha- that haven't been answered, you can check them out at roosterdays.com. Awesome. You know, we went from all this this vegan talk. Now we're we're. I'm hoping we do a beef segment, but we're moving from chicken to the fish. I feel like I feel like I'm on an airplane going. I had the I had the chicken. Uh, but bring your lawn chairs uh, this time, folks. We're headed to Wacker Park in Paul's Valley to celebrate the sport of noodling at the world-famous Oki Noodling Tournament. Now, this event was created for the documentary Oki Noodling in 2001. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary. If you get a chance, it's probably free on YouTube. But this this particular sport has been featured on Animal Planet. This History event Channel. has been. This, this event. event. This event has been featured on Animal Planet, History Channel, the BBC, National Geographic. I mean, name it. Any major news outlet from around the world has covered this event. Now, I don't. Do you know much about noodling? Okay. What? I I hate to even say this. What? Noodling terrifies it me. It does scare the living hell out of me. I don't like the idea of sticking your head in a hole. I don't like. St- like getting in water that I can't see through and sticking my hands in caves, like in hopes of being bitten, terrifies the living hell. I the 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 intestinal fortitude of starting, even considering doing what these people do, just boggles my mind. There are fighter pilots that I bet wouldn't noodle. You For know, sure, people with I don't know. There's. 
there's trained assassins that probably wouldn't noodle. I've seen catfish that I wouldn't want to catch with a fishing pole. So the idea is you put your hand down there mm-hmm. so they can, blindly, of course, yeah. so they can bite it, and then you put your shove your hand in and you hook them by the gill. And pull them out of the... And pull them out. Yeah. But I've seen some women that freaking crush dudes at this. So back to the competition. Okay. We all know what noodling is. It's the practice of fishing with your bare hands. Who does that? A superhero? Yeah. yeah. But all teams, you gotta, if you're going to do it, you gotta register your teams by noon on Thursday. I mean, it literally is a one of a kind event. I, I don't, I can't think of any, I, it's right up there. It's gotta be right up there with, with frog races. Well, and <laughs> back to what you said, you know, this thing has been featured on every TV station oh, yeah. Yeah. known to man and like, Real, real coverage. Oh, yeah. It's not like just, it's not like it was just mentioned. Right. Or they're making fun, they're, or they're making, I'm sure some people have fun at, at, at the expense of noodling, but it's a serious deal. Like people, this is a true story. There have been people that have drowned. Oh, because I Because they get, you know. Because, Again, just yeah. my personal opinion, mm-hmm. this whole event is just nightmare fuel for me. I'm not, I would be scared for the people doing yeah. it. Like if I'm sitting on the side in my lawn chair, watching the event, yeah. I'm terrified. You know, like I, I don't want to see a little kid out there noodling. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Like it would terrify me. I have a hard time picking up seventy pounds of weights, let alone willingly sticking my hand in a hole and pulling something out that does not want to be removed. Yeah, because some of these fish, like I said, clock in at seventy pounds. That's huge, dude. That's huge. So back to the event, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a two day event, right? Two day event. Uh, I mean, you're going to see everybody's competing. Really, I think at the end of the day, you're you're competing for bragging rights. But there are cash cash prizes involved. There's going to be all kinds of. I mean, it, if you're just there to kind of watch at the weigh-ins and things like that, there's going to be food, beer, live music, a kids' noodling clinic. Like, what do you do? What what's a kid? But I've seen kids do it too. Again, dude, I'm telling you, I've seen some of the fish they pull out of there, and they're bigger than most kids. Now, this is a part that I would probably be okay with. I would eat a seventy five, a seventy pound catfish. I mean, over over time, but they're having a catfish cook off, dude. I'm okay. I'm all in on that part. Yeah, the catfish cook off, the food, the oh, beer, yeah, 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 yeah. live music. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent all in. Yeah, but again, I, I'm not. I'm not super stoked about getting the fish from the water to the grill. That is a, you know, we talk about farm to table. We're, we talk about locally sourced fresh ingredients. Mm-hmm. Brother, this is the ultimate in that. Like yeah. if you, if there was an extreme case of farm to table, Short of slitting a cow's throat and dragging it to the kitchen by the horns. We just lost all of our vegan listeners. Thank Sorry, you very I, much. I know, I know. I'll make up for it when I go to Veg Fest on June 4th after I go break dancing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is an ex- I just, I still can't wrap my head around it. I, I, I wouldn't even, I don't know that, I don't love water and I definitely don't like the idea of that's, you're scared <laughs> of water. I'm not scared of water, and I'm not scared of fish. I'm scared of sticking my hand into a dark cave underneath the water with the intent of something biting me. I'm not cool with that. But anyway, we we keep derailing. I keep keep derailing. My my scared. Your 
I don't know. My my, my crazy fears keep derailing this. What else is happening at the event? We, we, All kinds. Of, I mean, they're going to have a cat, a kids' catfish eating contest, inflatables, games, and another round of cornhole. Nice. Yeah, on Saturday it's going to have a seventy percent payout, twenty dollar entry fee. So get your teams registered. I'd say you probably have to have that done by no later than Friday. And then, uh, as always, they have a. Uh, they're going to have a coronation. Of the Oki Noodling Queen. Okay, so, we need to hold on a minute. What? I gotta see the Oki Noodling Queen. I've gotta pull up the website. Okay. There it goes. One second. Okinoodling.com is the website. Scrolling down, band lineup. Gonna bring my own ice chest. Dude, there are some heavy hitters that are Oki Noodling Queen. Hang on, I gotta see. So Dude, I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to say that the I, I'm assuming this is last year's Oki Noodling Queen mm-hmm. on the picture here. Yeah, she's very attractive. I did not expect to see a super attractive woman. What, what did you expect? With, I don't know. Dig I, yourself out of this one, brother. I'm you're on your own. I'm. Here. I, I honestly thought that anybody that's willing to get down in that red water, it's th- that they had to look tougher than th- this woman doesn't. She she's gorgeous. She doesn't look like. She fights with giant catfish. Right. When you say wrestling giant catfish, I think like SpongeBob. Right. So I'm expecting (laughs) to see a woman that looks like Squidward or something. Golly. And that's not what I saw. Man, I tell you what, uh, we may never get invited there. But if you have any questions or concerns about noodling as much as Harley does, you can go to okinoodling.com. So moving on. So something that's probably a little bit more our speed, more our, how you say, intellect. Because noodling clearly isn't for either one of us. It's SoonerCon returns, the almighty SoonerCon, June 24th and 26th, or June 24th through the 26th, Orman, Orman, Norman, Oklahoma. The annual SoonerCon is a celebration of fiction, art, literature. It's a Comic-Con. It, it is. I mean, they're going to have everybody from the guy that played a Power Ranger to writers, voice actors, cosplayers. One of the things that I think most people don't know about SoonerCon, and I'm sorry I'm, if I'm no, stepping you're on fine. your toes Go for on it. this. Yeah. This is a fan-organized event yes, and it has is. been for years. Oh, yeah. Which yep. I think is relatively unique. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Usually the there's major organizers and then there's kind of... It's a big corporate to do, and mm-hmm. I mean, and I've been to a lot of those, but I've had a lot of fun going to Sooner, some of the smaller conventions like SoonerCon because it is a fanfare. I've been to a lot of them, and I will say my favorite have always been the little one-off cons. Yeah, I went. Uh, I I took Alyssa to a Comic Con in Wichita, Kansas, and yeah. it was. A tiny little Comic Con. Like the hotel didn't look like it was big enough to hold a Comic Con. And it did. <laughs> yeah. And we went because there was a particular author or writer or producer or something that was specifically related to one of her favorite right. comics or something. And we mm-hmm. went there to see them. And I think I had more fun at that than all of the other cons that I've been to over the years. Yeah, I think they. Granted, they're not as grandiose as like your San Diego Comic Cons or your Dallas Fan Expos, and I think there's some charm to that too. You know what I mean? It, again, it is it's a little bit more intimate, so you get a little bit more time with your favorite celebrities than you know. I went to a 
Texas Frightmare a few weeks ago, and literally people had waited in line for nine hours to meet Robert England. And then some people didn't get to see it. So there are some advantages to uh, to going to a smaller to event. To going to the, to and the I, smaller I'm not, event. I'm not yeah. even implying that SoonerCon is a smaller event. Right. I, it's obviously not the San Diego Comic-Con size. Yeah. It's at the Embassy Suites by Hilton and Norman, uh-huh. which is a big venue. Yeah, it's a big venue. Huh. They've upgraded. They were they were uh, in Midwest City there mm-hmm. for a while, and uh, I've been to a few of those, but it was just kind of scattered out, and there were, you had to go upstairs for one thing and downstairs for another. And uh, what I like about this is it's going to be three days. starts on Friday. They're going to have everything, all kinds of workshop, performances, gaming. You're, you're kind of your standard con-type uh, fair right. with having panels and uh, all kinds of uh, different like STEM. STEM is going to be there, so you'll have some STEM industry professionals there as well. Right, and uh, yeah, where you're, this is a perfect opportunity. People that go to these things, uh, that go to even like uh, your medieval fairs, this is a great opportunity to dress up. Dress up as your favorite Jedi. Dress up as your favorite anime character. Meet your favorite characters for crying out loud. I can't say enough about it. Yeah, they've been doing it for so long. Yeah, I think if. Um I, I'm gonna say that definitely look at the website, see who's gonna be there. Yeah, uh, you know, see see if your your fate, you know, your fandom yep. is represented there because those those are a great place to get you know like that two or three minute one on one conversation with somebody that you really like from TV's movies that sort of stuff. And being someone that uh, for me my 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 community, you know, they're all everybody has their community is the horror community. There's nothing better than being in a in a group of your your pe- like-minded people yeah. that enjoy the same thing like and, vegans. And like vegans. So yeah, go to VegFest. But if you want to nerd out, I was I was out, implying I, I was implying that you were cosplaying as a vegan for the last 2 months, by the way. I, I don't know if you caught that or called, not. Called what is it called imposter syndrome? Uh <laughs> There's probably there's something in the DSM five for what I thought I was trying to do, but I, I go nerd out, geek out. You get to do it once in a while. Yeah, put on your your superhero cape and uh, check out the website soonercon.com. Right. If you want to be a real hero, though, what's the best way to? What is the be, besides being bitten by a spider or your parents being murdered in an alleyway? What what's the best way to become a hero with the only in OK show? With the only in OK yeah. show. I'm going to say that giving us a five-star review on Please. whatever platform you're Please. using, that's got to be better than saving the world. I am I am begging you to please give us a five-star review. We deserve it. We do. Or give us a one-star review. I would prefer all the stars, right. but you, you do you. Be honest. Be honest. At the end of the day. Well, this has been the Only an OK Show. I am Harley. And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace. Shamazel, only in OK Incorporated. We're gonna do it. We're gonna travel the state, yeah. We're gonna have some hamburger and cake, yeah. We're gonna make your dreams come true.
Uh, what was my horrible experience over the weekend? Where did we go? What did we do? Oh, we went to Missouri. Oh, dude, I honestly believe in my heart that there is no other place in the country that knows how to drive besides us. Yeah, yeah it's bad. I'm kind of starting to feel that way, man. It also wasn't bad because you're you're kind of still. I know it sounds silly, but being in Tulsa, I still kind of felt like I was in another state still, but I was, it was something familiar, Mm -hmm. but you go to Texas, Texas is my, I mean, it's really the only place besides Memphis that I drove, I've driven outside of the state in a while. Mm -hmm. Texas can go straight to hell. Yeah, dude, I don't get it. Are you just talking about the trip there or just kind of trying to find your way around the... Like, the people in... Uh, so, for starters, the roads suck. Like, I know we complain about our roads, and I know there's some room for improvement, don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have way too many points where there is a major exit off of a highway mm-hmm. and two major on-ramps all at the same time. Yeah. Like... I'm sorry, it goes from eight lanes down to two, and there's more cars coming onto this stretch of road. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. That's that again, I'm using Texas as an example. We're driving along and we're in the what would be considered the passing lane, I guess. No, I wouldn't. It's two lanes still. They don't have a rule like that. We're in this stretch of road. Anyway. So we're crowded, da 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 and all of a sudden we're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. And this lady just came over, steady as she went. Didn't I didn't honk because I mean what what good would it do? She'd already made it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't like what I don't want her to hit her brakes and then everybody dies. But people aren't, that's another thing too. People just don't aren't paying attention at all. How many lights do you sit? How many people run lights now? Dude, the amount of people that I see on their phones driving is scary. It's scary. Yeah. I don't, so I, I take this little stretch of turnpike between Chickasha and Oklahoma city mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I don't know how many times I'm driving, I've got my cruise control on, so I know my my speed isn't changing. Right. In the right-hand lane, you come up on somebody who's doing 10 miles an hour under the speed limit, you change lanes, you go you go to go around know, them. Where you're going with this. Yeah. You go to go around them and they speed up. And they speed up. Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And then there're, you know, 27 car lanes in front of me, so I get back into the right-hand lane and then they just, and then they slow yeah, 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 back yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And you finally get around them and realize the guy's on his phone. Mm-hmm. He's not watching the road at all, has no idea how right. fast he's going, and doesn't realize that he's going 20 miles an hour under the speed limit until yeah. cars pass him. Yeah, he's playing Clash of Clans and like, driving with his knee. How how do we not have a 27-car <laughs> pileup every seven minutes? Yeah, and it's like I said, it's only gotten worse. Like I said, I see a lot more people running red lights now. And there are times where you're sitting at your two, you ever been like two, there were three cars behind the lead car at the light and you realize that you're sitting through the green light. Oh yeah. All the time. Like in, in again, I feel sorry for motorcycle drivers. I would, there's no, you gotta be, you gotta have nerves of steel and balls of brass to get on a motorcycle with the amount of attention span that people have now. Dude, I know, I literally don't get, what could possibly be so important on yeah. your phone that you're literally willing to risk your life? I don't know. Who would have thought we'd be so reliant 
on this. It's not reliance. It's literally addiction. It's addiction. It is not yeah, reliance. It's, it's addiction. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Social Dilemma? Uh, I'm sure documentary I have. on yeah. Netflix. I'm sure I have. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and again, I was like, wow, I do all those things. And it didn't change anything. And I'll be the first to admit to you, I'm addicted to technology. And I hate it. I hate it. I don't know that I'm addicted to technology. And I'm definitely not addicted to social media. I don't, right. I don't give. But I, another thing I do, like on my phone, I don't yeah. have games on my phone. You don't? No. Because every time I do, I get... You get hooked in. Yeah. Not even like a little poker games anymore? Nope. Nothing. Really? Yeah. So you have a flip phone? Basically. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got all the search options and um, apps that I need for whatever. But at the end of the day... Give me the phone that rings. Yeah. And vibrates. Can I get Snake? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's too many distractions on the road. For sure. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Actually, let me get caught. Three, two, one. Oh, stop. And welcome to the show. Today, we're discussing some activities in the state of Oklahoma during the month of June. We're not doing it. I am Harley, and that jackass on his cell phone is Brett. At least I'm not driving down the road on a cell phone. And three, two, one.